Hey, what is going on, guys? DK. Back at you with another video here to bring the nine game NBA main slate on Friday. Before I get into the video, if you guys are new to the channel, welcome. My name is DK. I make daily videos and live stream for NBA and NFL sites on DraftKings. If you're unable to watch these videos, I also upload on Apple Podcasts. Link down below. It is called the DK DFS Show. And if you're interested in signing up for premium content, now is the perfect time. Beginning of the month, I offer an NBA and NFL package where we cover the main and the showdown slates. The sponsor of the video is Prize Picks. Prize Picks is a player prop site where you can pick two to five players and win up to 10x your money. So the NBA board, not up right now, but for example, they have college basketball. So like you can take over under on either fantasy points or over under on straight up points, rebounds, assists. You can mix and match sports. They have first half contests for NFL, PGA, tennis, esports. So if you guys want to try out Prize Picks, make sure to sign up and use my code DKDFS, DKDFS, all one word. And you get 100% match up to $100. And then uh, if you guys do enjoy all the content on YouTube, the videos, and the live streams, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. Appreciate all you guys coming and checking out the live streams the last few days. Okay, so before we get into players and the prices for the nine-game slate, let's look back and that up here from tonight. <laughs> Okay, so we'll start off with Cleveland and Washington. And at the top, we have Jared Allen, 8.1K. I mean, he's just playing a, a lot of minutes right now. 31 last game, that was a blowout. Still for 44 fantasy points. We're going to get like 35 to 38 minutes from Allen here. And he should be able to have his way against the undersized front court of Gafford and um, Montrezl Harrell. So I think he's a really, really safe play with upside. Darius Garland, 7-2. Well, the positive is the amount of minutes he's going to play. He's, he's going to play like mid-30s minutes. Production's been a little bit more up and down, but we've seen a ceiling from him. So, uh, fair price point for Garland. I think a relatively safe play because of the amount of minutes he will get. Mobley at 6-7 has uh, had a pretty big game last game. Four blocks, one steal. I think Jarrett Allen probably has a little bit of a higher floor than Evan Mobley, but you also have Mobley coming in at what? $1,400 cheaper. So, um, I do have interest in both bigs, and I think Allen a little bit safer, but Mobley does have similar upside, and he is $1,400 cheaper. Rubio, 5'9". I think he's he's come down to a playable price now. He was kind of a little bit out of play when he was close to 7K. Now, sub 6K uh, feels like a decent price for him again. I think we get 25 to 30 minutes. He's a guy who can stuff a stat sheet. Um, obviously, he'll be handling the ball a ton when he's out there, so he can do the peripheral stats. So, um, I do have some interest in that Rubio. Marking in 5'8", had a really bad game last game, but normally a guy is probably going to like mid-20s fancy points. And then Love had a really big game off the bench uh, in 21 minutes, went for 42 fans. So it's kind of an outlier game. Uh, you know, normally he's probably going to mid 20s. I don't think I'm going to touch the other value here in Cleveland, Okoro, 3 9. Just too low of a floor for me to consider him. Okay, moving on to Washington. So Washington's a team, while they're fully healthy, it's always a boring team for me. Like Beal's always a little bit overpriced. Kuzma and Dinwiddie feel priced about right to me. Harold Gaff, we're going to split the center mats. They both have upside. They both had a big game last game. Kind of an outlier for both of them to get there. Um, in you know, Gaffer played 27, Harold played 21. If Gaffer can stay out of foul trouble, he's a good point for a guy. He's gone for 30 plus now the last four games. However, if he's going to be popular tomorrow, I'm perfectly fine fading because there's probably above a 50% chance he does get in foul trouble. KCP is always a guy that if there's not a lot of value, it opens up you can consider because he'll probably get 25 to 30 minutes. He's pretty score independent. Um, but I think he's playable again if not a lot of value, other value opens up. All right, Miami and the Pacers. So, uh, I'm still tilting about this. Like 15% Lowry last late, 20% Hero, 
without Jimmy and Bam, massive blowout. But, yeah, now the ownership's probably going to go way up in these guys without Jimmy and Bam. These are going to be the two highest usage guys. Um, Lowry, I don't really care about last game. I'm just – forget about it. Uh, he's going to have very high usage. and be handling the ball a ton. So I think he's one of the better plays in the mid-range. Also, Tyler Hero, 7.5K. Should play big, big minutes. Going to get a ton of shot attempts up. So both Hero and Lowry look really good to me. And dead minute 4-8, I mean, this is a big front court. So if he can stay out of foul trouble, he's probably going to have to play all the minutes he can handle. Now, can he stay out of foul trouble, right? Because I've played him a few times this year as value, and he's gotten massive foul trouble. So – that's a concern of Deadman. The prices come up now to a point where, like, if he gets an early foul trouble, it's definitely going to hurt you. Like, if he was 3.1K, it really wouldn't even matter. Uh, but since now he's almost 5K, there is more risk with Deadman. Again, though, I do think he probably plays 30-ish minutes if he can stay out of foul trouble. And if he can, I think he's a really good value. Duncan Robinson has shot a combined, uh, what, 1 of 16 last couple of slates. So he'll be probably pretty low-owned. Um, if you want to go there for tournaments, you can just know the floor is two fancy points as he put up two fancy points in 20 minutes last game. And then you have this, this like combo of value of like Gabe Vincent, Max Struss, PJ Tucker, Caleb Martin. I think all look pretty decent. Like I think all these guys probably play at least 20 minutes. Um, there's no standout play from these four, but I think all of these guys are all um, guys you can consider for salary relief. And then, yeah, Yurt Goat, unfortunately, didn't play until garbage time. So they might go like P.J. Tucker as the backup five. All right, on the Pacers. So Sabonis, so 9-6. I mean, he's playing big minutes right now. But, like, the price is to a point where it doesn't really stand out. Brogdon's price has also come up, too. I've been all over him the last couple weeks. It feels about right now for both those guys. Maybe a little bit overpriced for Sabonis. Turner at 6K does have a ceiling, but also has a pretty low floor. Um, Lavert's been really bad last few games. He's 5.7K. Again, fine for tournaments, but we've seen the floor. Um, no McConnell, no Holiday. So Duarte probably has to play big minutes here. He's only 4.4K, and he played 35 minutes last game. So I think he's a pretty good value. I mean, like some guys will get some run off the bench. Jeremy Lamb, remember, going to put up 44 fancy points in 16 minutes. Wanamaker probably gets the backup point guard duty with um, TJ McConnell out. Keelan Martin should see some minutes. But, like, I don't know if, like, any of these guys are really viable. Like, Torrey Craig, O'Shea Brissett might see the floor. But I just don't think it's necessary to go to any of those Pacers value guys unless something happens. One of the other top guys uh, sits out. I'm moving on to Philadelphia and Atlanta. So, Joel Embiid, 10.5K. has been pretty disappointing this year. Um, he shot 3 of 17 last game. This is insane. 3 of 17, and he still put up 56 fancy points. That is crazy. Um, he's probably going to play mid-30s minutes here. I don't think he'll be super popular, but I like uh, some Embiid for tournaments. Tobias feels priced about right. Same with Maxi. I mean, they're both going to play big minutes, but they don't really stand out. I mean, Maxi had an awful game last game, 3 of 13 shooting. But other than that, he's been pretty consistent this year. The value for the 76ers, look, his team is getting healthy, so... There's no one that really stands out. You can always play Seth Curry and hope he gets hot behind the three-point line. But, again, very, very reliant on scoring. So, not a ton else I love here for, for Philadelphia. Moving on to Atlanta. Uh, Trey Young, 10.2K. Never someone to really consider for cash games. But he's going to play mid-30s minutes. He does have a ceiling. So, like him here for GPPs. Capella is going to have to play big minutes against Embiid. But do I want to play Capella against Embiid? 
Not the best spot here for Clint Capella. Uh, John Collins at 7K, probably do prefer him to Capella, but like 7K, that seems priced about right. DraftKings did a pretty good job in pricing the slate. Um, they're out. Uh, Atlanta says a few guys missing, but Donovich, Hunter, Radish is questionable. Herter's probably going to start and play mid-30s minutes, but like again, his price has now come up. He's not going to do a ton of the peripheral stats. So again, low floor if he's not hitting his shots. Gallinari, I think, would look okay if there's no Reddish. He played 29 minutes last game. I would think he gets at least 20 minutes. So we'll consider him for value. And then, again, if Reddish is out, we'll probably like Lou Williams, TLC, DeLon Wright, see some minutes. TLC started last game. He's only 3.2K. Like He's playable. Again, though, a super, super low usage guy. Minnesota and Brooklyn. So the big news here is Carl Anthony Towns is questionable. It's, it's pretty significant. Now, I do think he plays, but if he can't go... My guess is Nas Reed would start and then become probably the top value in the slate at 3.3K. You would also probably see some Jared Vanderbilt at the five minutes. He's 4.8K. Um, you know, he's done a pretty good job of staying out of foul trouble this year. So those two probably get the biggest um, boost if Cat is out. And then you get a usage bump, obviously, for DeAndre Russell and Ant-Man. Now, the prices come way up on DeAndre Russell, but he's also playing massive minutes. He shot 3 of 18 last game and stole him for 30-plus fancy points. So, like, I would be fine paying up for one of these Minnesota guys if Carlton Towns is out. If Cat is in, then they all feel a little bit overpriced. Um, that being Anthony Edwards, Carlton Towns, and DeAndre Russell. Pat Beverly's still out. Malik Beasley at 4.3K. We'd probably see mid-20s minutes from him. Again, though, kind of reliant on the scoring, so the floor is still low. Torian Prince will see run, but like I just don't think I can stomach that. Again, Balmaro's been seeing minutes. I just, ugh, it's it's pretty gross. So uh, Akoji also getting some minutes. He's min price, but I just I don't think I can go to any of those guys. Moving on to Brooklyn, so Harden, KD, both 11K plus. I think they're both secondary options for me. I do like the spot for both. Harden's played 40 minutes in back to back games. That's pretty good to see. Um, he's starting to turn it on a bit of late. Uh, Double-digit assists now in three of the last four games. Um, Kevin Durant, 11-4. Again, the, the ceiling is there. I probably would have a lean now to Harden over Kevin Durant, but neither are priority plays for me. Aldridge going up against a big front court. We probably see around 30 minutes from him, but like this price is about right. Patty Mills at 4.8K is going to see big minutes, but it's also pretty reliant to scoring, and his prices come up. And I just don't know if I trust the the bench rotation here of like or like the secondary options of like Bembry. Bruce Brown's barely played last couple games. James Johnson, I guess, would be the guy I would take a shot on because he's the cheapest at 3.4. But again, I just have no confidence in, in his minutes. Orlando and Houston. So um, two bad teams going up against each other. Definitely an appealing spot for both teams. Cole Anthony, uh, uh, price above 8K, but... I think I'm fine. I'm I'm perfectly fine paying for it because of the matchup. And he's again gonna play massive minutes. He has triple double upside. So I like Cole Anthony even at eight two. Carter Jr. at six point five K feels pretty close to right. Like I think he's a fine option, but not a priority. Uh, Mo Bama does have a ceiling if he can stay out of foul trouble. Uh, but again, he's been a little bit up and down. Franz Wagner's been playing really well of late, but his price has come up to almost six K now. So. Eh. I don't know if I want to pay almost 6K for him. I'll mention Gary Harris because he's playing big minutes, but it's also Gary Harris. So if not a lot of other value opens up, then sure, you can play him. Another guy that is, that is pretty reliant on the scoring. And then, yeah, Terrence Ross, 3.1. Pretty, 
probably plays low 20s minutes. Like he's viable for, for large field tournaments. Again, though, pretty low floor. Moving on to Houston. So a couple of big pieces of news to keep an eye on, Wood and KPJ. Now, Wood is probable. Um, KPJ is questionable. Both did not return last game. If you play either of those guys, I feel for you. Awful, awful luck. So I'll start with Christian Wood at 9-3. Assuming there's no limitations, I don't think there will be. I think he plays 35-plus minutes in a great spot. So the price is up. That might scare some people away. But I think he's a good GBP play. Again, I do think he should be able to have his way against the Magic front court. KPJ, if he plays, another guy that I'd be fine paying the price for. He's really been playing well last few games uh, and stuff in the stat sheet. So monitor the status there. Now, Kevin Porter Jr. is out. We'll see what they do the starting lineup. Like maybe Armani Brooks moves in the starting lineup. He's only 3.4K, so um, I think he would be potential value there. Jay Sean Tate had a massive game last game because KPJ and Wood were out. Um, I've played Jay Sean Tate a lot this year, and I, of course I didn't have him last slate where he went for 70. Um, now the ownership probably jumps after the last big game, and we do have Wood coming back, possibly KPJ back too. So like I'm still fine playing Jay Sean Tate, but if both Wood and Kevin Porter Jr. are back, then he's more of a secondary option. Eric Gordon should see 30-plus minutes, but he's relying on the scoring. Still has a low floor. Uh, Garrison Matthews, another guy that is pretty score independent, but has seen big minutes recently. The bench, probably nothing for me here. Um, Christopher at 3-2, finally saw some rotation minutes, but um, that was with Kevin Porter Jr. out. All right, Pelicans and Mavs. So this game was a massive blowout uh, yesterday. Assuming the game can stay competitive, I do think there's some interesting plays here. So Jonas Valanciunas. After the massive 70 game, 70 fantasy point game, comes out and lays an egg, 14 fantasy points in 25 minutes. Not super worried about it. I do like targeting bigs against Dallas. Now, the price is the worry here, like 9-4. It doesn't really stand out. Um, I still I still think you can have a, a good game at that price, but definitely not a priority, priority play. Uh, Brandon Ingram, like the positive here is just the minutes, right? There's been a lot of blowouts here recently for the Pelicans, but I think he gets, you know, around 38 minutes in competitive game. I'm not super scared of Dallas and the defense fan. Like he put up in 31 minutes, he put up 36 fantasy points in a blowout. So um, I like some Brandon Ingram. Interesting that they have him listed as a shooting guard only. Huh. Josh Hart, 5-5. Keep an eye on this. Um, he did not play last game. If he does play, a pretty decent play in the mid-range. He some stuff in the stat sheet. If he's out, they started uh, Garrett Temple. He played 22 minutes, probably would have played a little bit more if the game would have stayed competitive. So Temple could be potential value at only 3-3. It's gross value, though. Herbert Jones, in a competitive game, probably he's over 30 minutes. I think another decent value. He's, he has center eligibility for some reason. I have no idea why. Um, and then the two guards here. Graham, I think, looks pretty good, especially if there's no uh, Josh Hart. I think he plays over 30 in a competitive game. So would like some Devontae Graham there, 4-7. NAW off the bench would probably see low to mid-20s minutes. Fair play, but I think the minutes upside is a little bit higher in Graham if Josh Hart can't go. On the Dallas side, so Porzingis is questionable. I expect him to play. Um, wait, this was, okay, it was an ankle sprain on Wednesday. I guess this is now a knee knee issue. So maybe it's a different thing. I thought this was the same injury he had last game where he played, played through. So keep an eye on Porzingis news. Either way, like if he's out, it doesn't really give a usage bump to Luka. Uh, but I still think Luka would look good 11-8, like either if Porzingis plays or not. It's a great matchup. He was on pace for a massive game last game, and it was a blowout. So would like Luka either way. Porzingis, if he plays, viable for tournaments, but this guy's just always hurt. Hardaway, you know the deal by now. He's going to play probably 30 minutes. He has to hit his shots to get value. Brunson, if there's no Porzingis, 
would look like a pretty good player, 4.9K, would probably push for 30 minutes. Um, so yeah, would like some Brunson, and then Kleba would probably get a pretty big minutes bump too if Porzingis is out. So those two would look pretty good. Keep an eye on Porzingis. Dorian Finney-Smith, 4K, another one that we, we know the drill by now with this guy. He's going to play around 30 minutes in a competitive game. He's probably going to get you 15 to 25 fancy points. Fine value. Um, as far as the center rotation, I just, I have no idea what he's going to do. I have no idea. Like, Moses Brown has started the last couple games, but barely played. Like, they have Powell. They have, you know, Boban. Um, who knows what Jason Kidd's going to do here. Now, if Porzingis does get ruled out, then it'll be a little more interesting because then that's, you know, a lot of minutes for that big rotation out the window. And, yeah, Collie Stein is out. So, like, maybe Boban season? I know he only played in the blowout, but, like, I don't know. We'll see. So, Kleba and Brunson would be the guys I'd be confident get the bump without Porzingis. But maybe one of those centers become playable if uh, Porzingis is out. All right, Boston-Utah. So, tough matchup here. But we do have pretty good news. Jalen Brown is out. So, that's a pretty big boost to Jason Tatum. Now, he is 10, above 10K, and this is Utah. But um, I still think he's a decent option for the amount of minutes he's going to play, for the amount of shot times he's going to get. He's probably going to get double-digit rebounds, too. So still like some Tatum there um, without Jalen Brown. Horford Horford at 6.8K, I think probably plays around 30 minutes. Fair play. But again, I don't love the matchup here. Smart and Schroeder do get a usage bump without Jalen Brown. I think both are secondary options for me. Robert Williams, 5'2". Uh, they kind of took it easy on his mitts in his first game back. Monitor to see if there's a limit for him. Um, Ennis Cantor, or Ennis Freedom now, um, has been getting some backup five run, but I feel like if they extend Rob Williams a bit, that's going to hurt uh, freedom. So don't think I can go there unless we get news that Rob Williams is going to be limited once again. On the Utah side, down in Mitchell, 8.8K. Feels like a pretty good price for him. The price jumped $700. He still has upside. He's been a little bit up and down this season, but back-to-back uh, 45-plus fancy point games for him. Gobert, 8.6. Sure. Like, he's definitely viable. And then we have Royce O'Neal healthy. So, like, kind of takes Gay and Ingles out of play. And then, like, the rest of the Jazz are just so boring. Conley, Clarkson, Bogdanovich, O'Neal. You can even still consider Gay and Ingles, even with O'Neal back, are all secondary plays for me. Now, I will mention Whiteside's only 3-3. He's probably going to play about 15 minutes on the bench and be super productive. I don't hate playing him for value. Like, um... He can go get you 20 fancy points in 15 minutes. So a little bit of interest there on Whiteside because of the price. Phoenix and Golden State. So this one should be a good one. Now we still we have Booker out for at least a couple more games. So uh, Chris Paul, 8.4, I think makes one of the better spin-ups in the slate. Um, they kind of took it easy on his mitts tonight, but I think that's why I think because they're gonna need to extend him for this game against Golden State tomorrow. So um, I do like Chris Paul a lot here at that price without Devin Booker. DeAndre Ayton, uh, he played 34 minutes against Golden State. I think he makes her a pretty good play. And then um, Bridges, Crowder don't really get a boost to their respective price points. The guys that get the boost with uh, Booker out are Cam Johnson, Shamit, and Campaign. Now, they started Shamit. Let's see. I don't think they have the box horse up yet. But I think he was like playing mid-20s minutes. Not a high-usage guy, but is only 4K. Cam Johnson... Um, a little bit better of a point per guy than Shamit. Um, I think he probably plays mid to high 20s minutes in this one. And then Campaign, I would think, gets at least 20 minutes. So those three, I think, make for pretty good value plays. McGee, I will mention, um, only played eight minutes against Golden State because of the small ball. So, like, I don't think he gets a ton of run in this game. 
And that is really it for the Suns. This went to Golden State and Steph Curry. Uh, one of his worst games I've seen. Four of 21 shooting, 23 fancy points. It should make his ownership very low on the slate. Again, you could always play Steph in tournaments, but this is the floor, right? If he's not hitting his shots, he still has a very, very low floor. So never really someone to consider in cash games unless he's super cheap. Um, the secondary options here. So like, if you think Steph struggles again, you can go to Jordan Poole, um, who had a massive game last game. But this guy does have upside. Uh, but most of the time, you know, it's he's going to take a backseat to Steph Curry. Draymond Green above 7K, like feels a little bit pricey. Wiggins at 6'6". Uh, he's been getting consistent minutes, but the price is right for me. Um, now, Iguodala is still out, but we do have Damian Lee coming back. So possibly that's going to be one more body, this Steve Kerr big rotation. Now, Otto Porter Jr. is a guy all year I've been hammering home about. This guy should be getting more minutes. He's a better player. Like, why are we playing Dusty Iguodala and some of these other guys over Otto Porter? And we're finally seeing it. 40 and 31 fans post the last couple games for Otto Porter. He's a good player. Like, he should be definitely in this rotation, averaging like 25 minutes a game, in my opinion. Um, now, the price is coming up, and Damian Lee is back, so you just can never fully trust um, Steve Kerr. But I think Porter is, is still viable here, a guy that does have upset, a good point per minute guy. The rest of Golden State, with, especially with Damian Lee back, I just can't do it. Looney, Bielitsa, JTA, uh, they've been playing Chris Chioza a decent amount of minutes for some reason. I have no idea why. Gary Payton's still getting a little bit of run. I just, ugh, it's just, I hate this rotation. Um, there are guys you could, you have to consider more on a small slate and a nine game slate. I'm just, I'm not doing it. I don't, I don't want, I don't want you guys to do it either. Just don't deal with that pain. Don't, don't do it. All right. Clippers and Lakers. So Clippers really tilted me last, like getting blown out, um, by the, by the, uh, Kings, but Paul George is now back. He's 10.3. It is a good matchup, but he hasn't gone for 50 plus fancy points, uh, in almost two weeks now. Now, the upside is still there, and again, this is a really good spot. So I still have some interest in Paul George. Um, I wonder, I mean, I'm curious what his ownership is going to be. I don't think it'll be super high because of the price. The secondary options here, ugh. Reggie's always viable. He's probably the secondary option that has the most upside if he can hit his shots, but we've seen a low floor from him as well. Bledsoe at 5'3", feels a little bit overpriced. This combination of like Man, Morris, and Kennard are all playable secondary options. Zubach in a revenge game spot going up against a big front court. Probably plays low 20s minutes. Again, it doesn't really stand out. Like Ibaka's getting some, some backup run. Uh, Hardenstein as well. They're both super cheap against a big Lakers front court. I think they're viable large field tournament plays. But yeah, the Clippers as a whole, pretty unappealing. And finally, the LA Lakers. So another team that doesn't really look that great, assuming that AD plays. Now, AD's questionable. He's basically been playing every single slate though so i expect him to play uh lebron is probable so he should be back westbrook again i'm still tilting that game without lebron james just really dude um so yeah if all the three of the lakers big three are playing they do, none of them really stand out tht would be overpriced the one guy i will mention he's gonna start it at three six is dwight howard now dwight howard's a good pumper and a guy he played 35 minutes last game i don't think that happens again but what I think happens for Dwight is we probably get around 15 minutes, maybe 20. Um, it's not like the Clippers can definitely go small too. So, but like he's cheap and he's a good point for a guy. So I do have some interest in Dwight, probably my favorite play in the Lakers. Uh, other than that, there's really not much. Now, if Anthony Davis is out, then that changes everything, right? Then Westbrook and LeBron make for pretty decent spend ups. 
Then THT becomes way more in play. Then Dwight looks really good. Then DeAndre Jordan becomes in play too. So that would change a lot. But I would think that Anthony Davis does play tomorrow. So yeah, guys, that's going to do it for the video today. If you have been enjoying the content, make sure to hit that like button, subscribe, and hit the notification bell. And let's hope for no random blowouts, no ejections, no injuries, none of that. Please, tomorrow, none of that. It's Friday. Please. All right. Uh, Thanks, guys, and I will see you all in the next video.